0: History of Calvary Chapel of the harbor join us now in our study as we open the word together
1: if you can please uh, turn with me we're making our way through the book of Revelation if you're not sure where that's at it's the very last book of the Bible Revelation chapter 22. Um, If you saw your bulletin, your text bulletin that came to you, it says that we're going to be looking at verses 3 to 7. That's fake news. They were not going to be looking that far. That was my fault. We're going to look at one verse. So we're going to be zoning in on on just uh, verse 3, just to let you know. The title of our message is, The Curse is, can we say that together? canceled. The curse is canceled. We live in a culture that likes to cancel things. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, J.K. Rowling, the author of uh, the, the Harry Potter books, um, she's been canceled because she said something that the LBGTQ plus community didn't like, so they're canceling her. They're, they don't want to hear from her. And so uh, we have the powers that be, be it the, the big tech people. We have uh, media people in power that like to cancel people if they don't agree with what you're saying. Uh, we've had videos that were canceled, that got thrown out, that uh, we're not allowed to to put out on social media. We've been warned uh, through different platforms if we continue saying things that we say that they'll permanently cancel us. We have a president that was uh, canceled from Twitter, or at least permanently taken off of Twitter um, while um, the supreme leader of Iran is okay to have a Twitter account. So things are weird. Things are strange that we're living in. But there's this cancel culture. We, we live in this culture that wants to cancel people if they don't agree. No free speech. That's being done away with. And that's some things we're going to talk about. But one good thing, when we get to heaven, this new heaven and new earth, the curse will be canceled. And there's a curse on this earth. I don't know if you realize that. This is not heaven yet. It's not heaven till we get there. And there's a curse that's over the earth right now. And we're going to look at that. And we're going to look at the fact that it will be canceled. And so with that being said, I'm going to look, I'm going to read just this one verse, but if you could please stand with me as I read Revelation 22, verse three, the apostle John writes, and there shall be no more. Can we say it out loud? Curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall, can we say those two words? Serve him. Shall serve him. Lord, I know there's a lot in this verse. And I ask that you would speak clearly and help us to hear what you have to say. Teach us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You could be seated. Thank you. As for a timeline, when this takes place, uh, we've been looking at this. Timeline. It's after the millennial reign of Christ, after the thousand-year reign of Christ. This is called the eternal state. This is a place that we will dwell for all eternity. We'll never leave this place. It's a wonderful place. So we have the new heaven and the new earth we've been looking at, but we've been focusing uh, lately on the last few weeks, this new city, this uh, holy city, New Jerusalem. It's gonna be like a worship center that's there but we're slowing down and looking at what are we gonna do there? What's gonna happen there? Because we're gonna spend a lot of time there, so it's good to do that. When, uh, typically, when somebody goes on a vacation, they usually look at what's, what kind of attractions are there? What are we, we going to do when we get there? And it's good to, to know that. And then there's times that you'll look and say, oh, let's go to this place and that place. And you look, well, no, I like this place better because there's more things that we can do at this place. And well, let me tell you, the place that we're going, we're going to have all kinds of things to do. And so it's good to kind of look into the things that we will be doing. We don't have a lot of detail, but we have some. And we're going to focus in on that. So we're going to look back at this verse. Before we do, I I love to bring out the very fact that the book of Revelation is the only book in the entire Bible that promises us a threefold blessing. No other book promises that. The book of Revelation does. So we're blessed when we read it. We're blessed when we hear it being read. And we're blessed when we apply it. So we read it, we heard it. (laughs) And... (laughs) We can close our Bibles, and there's a, a detached blessing to hearing it and reading it, but also there's the application that's the most important. So let's see what we can do if we can come up with some application with this powerful verse that's in front of us, verse 3. And again, and it says, And there shall be no more, can we say it again? Curse. No more curse. Don't you like the sounds of that? The sound of that? No more curse. There's a curse on the earth, as I brought up earlier. There's a, a curse that's been placed upon the earth. The, Do you remember where that came from? Remember how it came? Remember Adam and Eve, and they sinned against God. They were disobedient. They ate from that tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. And because of that, there was a curse. And because of that, we have weeds. Because of that, we have thorns. Because of that, we have Sweat, because of that we have uh, sickness and all these things that that come with the curse. So in Genesis 3, we're told that the woman had a curse and it says that I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. Talking about childbirth, even the conception is the, the, the birth process. Sorrow is labor. It could even mean emotional sorrow. Part of the curse. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Part of the curse. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. All this is part of a curse that's on the earth. And then the man, Jesus, or excuse me, the father spoke to, God the father spoke to Adam. And he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree, which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the, can we say it together? Ground for your sake. In toil or pain, in sorrow, you shall eat of it all the days of your life, so it's not going to come easy. You're going to have to work for things, and it's going to bring sweat and pain and sorrow. But both thorns and thistles, thistles is another form of thorns, Uh, it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herbs of the field in the sweat of your face. You shall eat bread to return to the ground from the ground you came, or the dust into the dust you shall return. So we have this curse, the beautiful roses, but yet there's thorns. A beautiful garden, but yet there 's weeds it 's all part of this curse. When we get to heaven, when we get to this place, none of that 's going to be there we won 't have to have bad backs or wake up tired the next morning like oh we won 't even sleep we won 't even need sleep i 'm really looking forward to that. No more darkness all part of this curse uh, on Friday, we have uh, a guarding ministry, and it 's just a blessing to 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 see the people coming out and working in the garden, working on the the, the weeds and the trees and and all. And and let me tell you, the sun was out, and I can testify, they were sweating. So that's part of the curse. there's a big, huge palm, but there's actually a few palm bushes out here. They're overgrown. They haven't been cut for many, many years. And, and so they tackled that this last Friday. And, but yet they had these big spikes on them, right? And so, you know, people were getting spiked. Actually, my wife, last Friday, she got spiked in the leg and her, her ankle started swelling up from it. And I'm thinking, part of the curse, she actually had a spider this last. It was a big old spider that was on her shirt and someone, the lady noticed it and she, you know, swiped it away. and Part of the curse. All these things are part of the curse and all these things are going to be gone. They're going to be taken out of the way. No more suffering, no more aches and pains, no more bad backs, no more, you know, bad knees and no more headaches, no more cancer. All this will be gone. Part of the curse, toiling, work. Four letter word work it, it won 't be the same it 'll be a joyful thing, but even as believers, we can serve and be you know do things, and we can do it joyfully because he gives us the supernatural the, the work of his spirit's working in us but but we 're reminded daily that we 're living under an earth here that has a curse on it we 're reminded constantly that, that it 's just not what it should be. I remember when I was like twenty one twenty two years old i I bought a uh, income home a three family income home for an investment and and things were going pretty good i It was in Michigan, so um, I managed it. Ma- maintained it and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's when I was young and had, you know, energy back then. But, but uh, I remember one winter it was a real tough winter. It was really cold and, and all. And, and so here it was Valentine's Day. It was nighttime. I was on a date. I didn't know the Lord at the time, so just uh, bear with me here. But uh, so I've got my date in the car and my phone rings. And the lady that lived in the home, one of the, the, the floors that she, uh, she lived on, she just had a baby and the furnace went out. There was no heat. And she's like, you know, we're going to go to a hotel if this isn't fixed. I'm like, no, 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 don't go to a hotel. No, because I knew that I would have to pay for that. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Stay where you're at. I'll fix it. I don't know how to fix furnaces, but I told, I'll, I'll fix it, you know. So I just remember this. This came to mind just the other day because you reminded of the, the fall of this earth. And I'll explain why. So, so here I, I've got my date here. And I said, well, we've, I, you know, I know we're supposed to go eat dinner now, but I got to do something. Can you just, you know, I won't take long. So so here, this home, it didn't have, like we have here, you know, natural gas coming to it. We had a, a, a fuel tank that we had to fill up. Well, it emptied because the winter was so bad. So we had to it scheduled to fill up, but it was, you know, so I, try, I call the company, they're closed, I can't get them out there, so I'm thinking, okay, um, how do I fix this, you know, so I find out, you know, where do I get fuel, I found a gas station that had this fuel oil, so I had to stop at the store, I got these cans, well, in my car, I've got these cans, and they're spilling over, so the car <laughs> smells like <laughs> fuel oil, so that really did something to this whole night. You know, so I got that going on, right? So then I, I go to the home. I, I fill the, the side of the, the, the home. There's this port that you pull, you, know, put, you put it in. So I do doing all. It's getting all over my clothes now. Now, I stink. The car smells. I go downstairs and you know try to turn on the furnace, and it doesn't work. So I call a friend of mine that knows a little bit about furnaces, and I just, can you help me? The furnace doesn't work, and I don't know what to do. I put the fuel on. He goes, did you prime the line? And I go, what is that? He goes, well, take the line off and suck on it till the fuel comes in. <laughs> so I'm sucking on the line, this line into the fuel, and it's, it's getting in my mouth. I'm spitting it out. I'm going like this, and I attach the thing and finally got it to go. It took a long time to finally get this done. I just have to tell you that the whole date thing didn't work out too good after that. <laughs> and it was probably God, you know, working on my life anyhow. But it reminds me we toil. We There's things that, you know, we're going to toil. Here I thought, oh, this income home, and this is going to be great. No, no, There's in this world, we're going to have toil. We're going to have pain. We're going to have problems. We're not going to have, I'm from Michigan, and I don't like freezing weather. That's going to be gone. But we're going to be in a place where there's no more curse. And we're reminded daily, again, there's a curse. But in Christ, we... We can be conquerors. We don't have to, you know, be under the curse. We can realize that we can have joy, even our service to him. But another thing I'd like to point out is that there's something that's in the scripture, it's called the curse of the law, the curse of the law. And Paul the apostle, when he's writing to the church in Galatians, he says, for as many as are under, excuse me, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the what? The curse. When you're under the works of the law we have to be careful there's a lot of churches out there that are under the works of the law you can't do this you can't do that christians never do these certain things and there's a curse of the law that so it says that you know so for as many as are under the, the 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 curse of the law as it is written cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do what to do them so in other words, if you want a works relationship with God, that means you have to be perfect. You have to do everything. Well, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do this. I don't do that. If you have a bad thought, you lost. You have to do everything. If you want to be under the works of the law, if you want a relationship with God by doing good works and have a legalistic relationship with him, you'll be miserable because you can't do it. We're not saved by the works of the law, for by grace you've been saved through faith in Jesus Christ. Not of yourself, Not of works lest anyone should boast. And God doesn't want this legalistic relationship with you or I. He wants a loving relationship with him. He he wants us to realize that you can't keep the law. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. There's not one good. No, not one. Nobody's good. So Christ Jesus died on the cross to take away our sin. That when we read the Bible, we don't, you don't read, hopefully you don't read the Bible like this. Well, yeah, I do this pretty good and do that real good. And well, I'm not so good with this one. And well, you know, that one I don't do good at all with. And, and, and you've got this relationship. You shouldn't do that. It should be a mirror. And it shows us who we really are. As we look to, the, to his word and we realize, God, forgive me. Take this away from me that's what you died for. I, re- I repent. I turn from these ways, God. And then you have a loving, then he, he forgives you and he cleanses you and he washes you and, and you go back to him and he continues to, to, to change you from glory to greater glory. And you have this loving relationship with him, not a legalistic relationship, because if you want a legalistic relationship, you've got to keep every point. You've got to do everything, which nobody can do. It's called the curse of the law. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by what? By faith. The just shall live by faith. It's, It's a faith relationship we have. We live by faith. We give our life to him and we realize we trust him to work in us for it's God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. He's working in you. He's changing you. You realize that you're a sinner, you, you need his grace, you need his mercy, you repent of your sins, you turn to him and you give him your sin at the cross of Calvary and he takes it away and it cultivates this loving relationship and he goes on to say, Paul the Apostle writes, Galatians 3.12, yet the law is not of faith but the man who does them shall live by them but Christ has redeemed us from the what? The curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Quoting from Deuteronomy, he's quoting saying, you know, Christ became a curse for us. Cursed is everyone that hung on a tree. Christ Jesus hung on a tree. The cross was was a tree that he hung on. Cursed is everyone. He became a curse for us. He took the curse away from us. So he died in our stead. You think about what he had. Remember the crown he had on his head when they put a crown? What was that made of? Part of the curse. Even the curse of the law, he takes away because we can't keep up to the law. If you meet someone who says, Yeah, I've met people like this, yeah, I just keep the Ten Commandments. Uh, no, you don't, you're a liar. Well, I keep them. And they they feel they justify their relationship with God. I I keep the Ten Commandments. I just live by them and the royal rule. (laughs) No, don't do that. No, cultivate a loving relationship with, with God. Realize the one who died for you takes away your sin and he wants to cleanse you and wash you and purify your heart and your mind. And when you sin, when you mess up, you turn to him and you give him your sin. It's not a ticket to sin, no. It's a relationship you have with him. As you become more like him, as he's changing you into his image. Before this, before Paul, the apostle wrote this, he said, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who's lied to you? Who's deceived you? Having begun in the spirit, are you now going to be made perfect in the flesh? You want this flesh relationship with God? When it says, it, And help me to understand, Paul the Apostle says, did you receive the Holy Spirit by the works of the law or by faith? And so they were getting into this works relationship with God. And he says, no, you, you, you received the Holy Spirit, not by the works of the law. You received the Holy Spirit by believing in Jesus Christ, by believing that he died on the cross, by giving your life over to him. And he filled you with this Holy Spirit. Don't go back to the works of the law it's a curse. Amen? I find it interesting. The last verse in the Old Testament talks about a curse. The very last verse, Malachi 4.6, it says, lest I come and strike you, excuse me, strike the earth with a what? A curse. a curse. And now we're at the end of the New Testament, and it talks about how he takes away, he will remove this curse. God takes away the curse. So that's the benefit One of the great benefits when we go to this place of eternity, no more curse. The curse will be canceled. But then it says, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. We're going to see the throne of God. We're going to see God on his throne. We're going to see the Lamb, that's Jesus, on the throne. They're going to be in the midst of us. There's going to be a new government. No more corruption. Corruption will be gone we don't have to worry about voting and making sure our vote counts. None of that's going to even come into play. The government will be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We'll finally have righteous governing. His throne speaks of his authority. His throne speaks of victory. His throne speaks of ruling. And I, I brought out that last Sunday how the world is looking for a world leader, I've been saying that for a little while, and now it's the it, Fox News even had it on a headline. The world is looking for a world leader. It's front page news that we're looking at. The world is looking for a leader. And, and the sad thing is, is he, they're gonna embrace the Antichrist. They're, they're primed for the Antichrist right now. Because there's no one on the scene that, that's, that's a real, that's a good leader, nobody. And they're gonna embrace this false one. But for the believer, guys, we're gonna have a real good leader. And he will rule and reign, and he'll make things right. And we're reminded daily that things are just not right right now, that things are wrong. Even little things like this. Do you guys see this? Starbucks, to phase out iconic disposable cups, will install washable, st- excuse me, washing stations for reusable mugs to help with its long term climate goals, right? So, for environment and all, they're gonna start going more green, and so no more disposable cups. That's interesting you guys see this? This is terrible. Major U.S. Bank tells abortion-seeking employees it will cover the cost for their travel. So Citigroup, Citigroup is saying that if you live in a state that does not allow abortions, we'll pay for you to go to another state and we'll we'll pay the expenses so you can get your abortion and you can terminate, kill, murder your child. So without the Bible, this is what happens to a society. Sad. And then this, have you guys been following this? So Saudi Arabia wants to sell its oil in this yuan. So this is the the Chinese uh, currency. So this is a big thing for our economy, just so you know, not in dollars. So the US uh, economic dominance was built on the petrol dollar. So possibly they're gonna do away with the petrol dollar. So that's gonna be interesting to watch that. But this stuff excites me. Biden orders work to begin on future digital dollar we looked at last week. He signed an executive order that to do away with cash, do a digital dollar. Guys, we're living in exciting times because in Revelation 13, it talks about you will not be able to buy or sell without the mark. It's the mark of the beast. So we need to get rid of cash. There's got to be some kind of a mark. And guys, we're living in interesting days. And the, the thing is, all that's happening, this, even this war that's taking place, it's causing the United States to push for a digital dollar. It's causing now China to push for a digital dollar. But we know it's gonna be worldwide. We're already told that, that that's gonna happen. So that's interesting. Talking about cancel culture, did you see they canceled Telegram in Brazil? So Telegram has been banned in Brazil over disinformation issues. So I guess they don't like the, they call them the far right people. They're uh, putting too much stuff on there. So um, they're not allowing it. They want the, the app to be taken off. So, and they'll find anybody that goes on that $20,000 if you. So just crazy world we're living in. Guys, did you guys see, how many saw this about New York Times? America has a speech, excuse me, free speech problem. Did you see this? Should, please show me your hand if you saw that. So probably about five people in this room. Guys, listen to this. This is the New York Times. Let me put it to you this way. They're usually very far left, far liberal. Now they're even realizing we have a problem with free speech. It says a new poll finds Americans very anxious about the state of free speech. You think? The powers that be want to cancel these guys. The New York Times. Seriously, they're getting a lot of heat for this because they're they're finally realizing, wait, free speech is almost gone. We gotta do something. So they're putting that out and they're getting in trouble for that. So we need good leadership. And when we get to heaven, we will have good leadership. He will rule, he will reign. He is on the throne. We're gonna see him face to face. No more of this craziness, no more deception, no more lies, no more crazy things that we've been seeing lately. It'll all be gone application. The throne also speaks of victory, as I mentioned. As believers, I hope you realize that God wants us to be victorious when it comes to our spiritual walk. And the good thing is, listen, no matter what comes our way, no matter how dark it gets, no matter what kind of opposition, the Bible tells us that we are more than conquerors. Matter of fact, the darker it gets, the brighter we shine. The worse it gets, you see the church growing. It always happens. Look at throughout history when the, 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 the greatest persecution of the church, guess what What does the church do when it's when it's persecuted? It thrives. Hi, this is Pastor Joe and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 1045 a.m., and 1230 p.m. Please come and say hi after this service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com that's CCOTH.com. God bless
0: you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714 788 8221. That's 714 788 8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach, at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.